0: The dark side is that many times there are things uh, that I can offer or even people in my space can offer an individual, an organization, a faith community, a business leader. And oftentimes they are so small and so simple that they are unbelieved. Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come from in a safe, non threatening, non embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at you. Hey, everybody. I'm so glad to be together. You know, uh, every week, this is becoming one of my favorite things, uh, a way to communicate with so many of you. Um, Thank you again for listening. I know I say this all the time, but uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for trusting me uh, with your thoughts and what's going on in your week. Uh, I'm glad that I get to be a part of your week. Uh, So I I wanted to turn the microphone on today and share some things that I'm thinking today. And I want to talk about uh, the secret to a multicultural life, multicultural work, a multicultural business, multicultural faith community. There is a secret. Now I'm about to contradict what I just said uh, because I want to set this up kind of like this. Um, there really is no secret. Okay. No, just hang with me. Okay. Don't, don't turn this off. You're like, I thought you said there was a secret, but <laughs> in a macro sense, there really is no secret to how to do this. Uh, there's not a secret. There's not a template. There's really not a blueprint. Um, it's a practice. Multicultural work life, business, organizational, uh, faith community, is a practice. That is the secret. So I'm just giving it to you right then and there. That is the secret. But, But let me pull this apart a little bit for you. If I were to ask you, how do you lose 10 or 15 pounds? What would you say? We probably all have sort of the same answer, right? Diet and exercise. Now do we not know how to lose weight? Do we not know how to drop that 10 to 15 pounds? No. I mean the reality is, is is almost anybody that you ask knows exactly how you would at least begin how to lose weight. So why is it so difficult for us to lose weight? Why is it so difficult? for so many people, particularly in the United States, why is it so difficult for us to lose 10 to 15 pounds? Particularly if we have the information and the knowledge to do so. Why? I'm sure you've thought about this before. I know I have, probably over the course uh, over the course of my entire life. But what's happened is we sort of treat A diverse life, multicultural work, diverse faith communities, like we might approach or treat trying to lose 10 or 15 pounds. Now, the only difference here is that there are many of us that don't know how, like literally do not know how to diversify. But here's the thing that is similar, and that is, is that once we know Once we have the knowledge necessary to move forward, to take one or two steps or even a giant leap towards the life that we dream about with regards to diversity, a multicultural life, a multicultural organization, a multicultural business, a multicultural faith community. Once we find out what that is, Oftentimes, the hardest part is actually doing it. Why? Why? Once we have the information, once we have the knowledge, why can't we oftentimes just take the first step? Reminds me a lot of, um, you know, uh, many of you know that uh, I'm a person who follows Jesus and there is a parable uh, in the Bible uh, actually many where uh, Jesus as he's walking the earth goes and uh, finds all these people you know who are sick or unwell or or whatever their state happens to be and he leans in you know sometimes he he heals people right away and then other times he heals he, he leans in and he says do you want to get well and you know I, I don't know if you're like me but you know as I read, Uh, stories like that I think to myself well that's an odd question well of course if somebody was paralyzed they'd want to be well of course if somebody was sick they'd want to be well of course if somebody was struggling or didn't know how to do something they would want to be well right many people that ended up coming to Jesus on the earth wanted to know how to get well or how to get eternal life if you have read the bible at all You remember the story of the rich young ruler, right? (laughs) He said, Jesus, how do I get into heaven? How do I have salvation? And Jesus said, go sell everything. And he was like, "Mm, nope, deuces. (laughs) Pretty much, that's pretty much what he said. And sometimes we can read stuff like that, or even just if you're not a person of faith, we could hear stories of people or organizations or family members or friends who got the knowledge necessary to change a current state where they were and to improve it and then ended up not doing anything with it. Why do we do that? I love my work. I love being a culture coach. I love seeing the light bulbs go off in people. I love seeing them move from monocultural to multicultural. I love it when they're able to ask questions with someone like me. Some people for the very first time, they've never been able to just talk freely about culture and ethnicity and race and politics or whatever it is. I love being able to see the ahas and the light bulbs that go off. But the dark side of my work (laughs) is this. The dark side is that many times There are things uh, that I can offer or even people in my space can offer an individual, an organization, a faith community, a business leader. And oftentimes they are so small and so simple that they are unbelieved. And then what happens is people end up doing nothing or trying to figure it out on their own why do we do that? Why do we do that? Why do we do that with things that seem so simple? I've been thinking about this a lot today because um, I've actually been uh, grieving this today for a number of reasons. Um, And there was something that sparked it this morning that I won't get into, but, but I've been thinking about this a lot today. And oftentimes I think the The problem is because I think I don't know if this is just our culture or how we're designed as humans. I don't know. But most of us, me included, by the way, want the results, want the rewards, want everything we dream about with regards to diversity in our organizations or in our life. But then when it comes right down to it, we refuse to do the simple things that it takes. We refuse to lean into the patience, the sacrifice, the long suffering, um, the disciplines, the practices that are necessary every single day in order to reach the goal that we want to reach, in order to see the results that we want to see. We refuse to do it. Why? For many of us, I think it's just because we never, we haven't seen it before, right? Sometimes it's like, oh, surely it can't be that easy, right? (laughs) There's another thing oftentimes I think is happening. Uh, Sometimes after people listen to a podcast or, you know, maybe a teaching or engage with me somehow, or somebody might send me an email or a post on Facebook, the question is this, what are the practical steps? That's very American, isn't it? I feel like that's very kind of American culture, right? And it's, it's how we read blogs. It's why we click on videos, how to, how to, practical steps, practical steps, five ways to do this, 10 ways to do this, 75 challenges of this, 85 ways not to do this, right? We love those because those things appeal to our thinking brains, right? The thinking centers of our brains. If you're a person who attends church, this is the way that most churches, um, this is the way that they do ministry, right? 52 sermons a year. Do you really need 52 sermons a year? <laughs> and usually 52 different topics. When is the time that we actually apply some of these things? When? Because the reality is we want the reward and the result without the discipline and the sacrifice, the practice that is needed every single day. And, and the thing is, is that we want to take one giant leap and get to where we, we are. But then the reality is, is that it's in the process. It's in the practice where we learn the most about other people, where we learn the most even about ourselves. But we don't want process. We don't want practice right it's why i don't love going to the gym like i love lifting weights i hate waiting for the results it's the worst (laughs) it's the worst but it's the same thing in the realm of multicultural work life organization and faith life we want practical steps (laughs) we want you know five easy strategies But here's the real reality that we have to get very comfortable and uncomfortable with all at the same time is that which part of this is the discipline? Have we allowed the discipline of asking for the practical steps to be true in our life instead of the discipline of doing the practical steps? Somebody asked me once, I can't remember which uh, podcast episode it was, but somebody emailed me and said, Hey, I just listened to your uh, podcast. I don't remember the name of it, but it was uh, three ways to enter a conversation or something like that. Um, And she said, do you have any additional practical steps? And honestly, I'm just keeping it real y'all. Honestly, there was a point where I said, did you do the three that I told you to do like on the podcast? Because if you haven't done those... Why would you need three more or 10 more or 12 more? And then it just because becomes this gigantic list that if we're honest, we're never going to do. And then we're just going to keep looking at it and feel shamed every two months that we didn't cross anything off the list or we didn't do anything or didn't move towards anything. And then we get into the shame spiral and then we feel bad about ourselves and then we have guilt and then we do nothing. we need to change this. The secret to a multicultural life, the secret to multicultural work, organizational life, business life, faith community is doing the practice, the discipline every single day. This is a practice like anything else. And at the end of a period of time, after you have practiced and engaged in the discipline, that is when you get to reap the reward and the benefit. In my work, it's one of the reasons why I tell people I'm a practitioner. I'm not somebody that just, you know, read a diversity book and then decided to... um, You know come on and come up with a podcast or coach people or whatever like i'm a practitioner i have been doing this for over 20 years and colleagues in my space have been doing this for over 20 years because why over 20 years because it is a practice it's a practice that is the secret (laughs) the secret is that it's a practice and i'm sorry it's not sexy it's not exciting uh, it's not, you know, we did this one event in our community and now everything is great and perfect. That doesn't work. Event-oriented things are just strategies and tools. They are not the thing. They are not the focus. You can't just do an international day and think you're a, a diverse space. You can't just do, um, you know, and uh, churches love this, and an evening of multicultural worship and think, oh, great, we're a multicultural church now because we just did an evening of songs. That's not how it works. That's event-oriented. It's not practice and discipline-oriented. Events are fine, but they have to be used in tandem with something else. The secret of multicultural work, life, organization, business, faith community, is the practice and the discipline of that life and that work. And I want to encourage you that, uh, you know, take, take the practical steps that you hear and put them into practice. Those of you that have been listening to my podcast since it launched. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I beg you. I beg you. Put it into practice. Go back. Go back and re-listen. Re-listen to these episodes. Go back and re-listen. listen and put even one thing into practice and not, you know, maybe it's every day, but honestly, give yourself a break. Maybe it's for 30 days. Put one thing into practice. You know, there are uh, one of the things that I tell people all the time. Um, it's, a bit, it's actually one of the biggest issues in organizations, um, particularly in churches, is uh, one of the things that will keep your your faith community from being diverse uh, is a lack of hospitality. And so oftentimes the practices train your volunteers and your people to just acknowledge people when they enter the room, to say hello, give them a couple of questions in order to engage with other people around how they're doing. And I can't tell you how many people I work with when I ask them, did you do it? And no is the answer. A simple thing like saying hello won't do. So what would you rather have? I mean, would you rather have, you know, these gigantic changes, you know, would you rather, you know, going back to the diet and exercise analogy, you know, would you rather just have a, a surgery that cuts off everything? And, um, and I know that for many people that is what needs to happen, but think about this in context of what I'm talking about. Um, cause I think many people are looking for something drastic, when it comes to diverse work in life just so they can be done with it and get the result but even then even if you do something drastic you know what comes after that the practice and the discipline I have a friend right now who uh, just had surgery uh, as a strategy for her weight loss and it's a beautiful thing and you know why it's a beautiful thing because after this drastic uh intentional measure that she took every single day she is being intentional about the practice and the discipline of the life that she wants and that is the secret for you and I to make our lives even more and more culturally diverse lean in today my friends practice stay disciplined and you will reap the rewards and the results that you are looking for I'll see you next week hey thanks so much for making the time to listen if you like the insight today tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at nicki remember it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous multicultural life i'll see you next week